It's showtime. Showtime. Welcome to the party, pal. Welcome to the Salt and the Smoke Cigar Cast. Can I order it? I'm Drew. You ready? Yeah, we're ready. See, every week. Yeah. Mo. B's joining us. Hey, what's up? What's up, man? (laughs) Oh, yeah? (laughs) Yeah, you guys ready? Yeah, what do you got, man? What do you got this week? I feel I feel like that guy in the well now he's now he's on Sprint. Can you hear me now? But he used to be on Verizon. I feel like that guy. Can you hear me now? Um, man. So a couple things we want to talk about. Um, Abe just uh, just went to Mexico. Um, he has a funny story from one of the cigar shops down there. Um, so talk to us a little bit about that experience, Abe, if you will. Um, yeah, you talking also, about the uh, the humidity? Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll uh, we'll get to that in a little bit. And uh, also wanted to talk about uh, cigar shop etiquette. I think that's a, a topic we really haven't talked about much. Um, we've talked about you know what makes a good cigar shop, this and that. But I do want to talk about cigar shop etiquette today. And um, and then we'll kind of uh, talk about what we've been smoking lately, some new stuff that we've seen, whatnot. Well, you guys cool with that? Yeah, let's rock. All right. So first, we'll uh, we'll get Abe's story out of the way. So Abe, you were recently in Mexico and, and stopped at a cigar shop down there. Tell us about it, man. Yeah, man. I was uh, I, I stopped by one of the Casa de Abanos. I was, you know, highly recommended. And, uh, you know, I figured since I was down there, you know, see what see what it's like. And uh, I go in there and notice that the, the humidor is just really kind of just there's just spewing vapor there, and I'm just kind of curious as to wow, you know, if I've never seen that much uh, vapor. Uh, then then I check uh, their hygrometer that they have there, and it, and they have multiple, which is kind of hilarious. But humidity was reading, I think it was like. Uh, somewhere, was it, did I say 82%? Is that? Yeah, it was like 80, 82, I think, 80, 82, something Jeez. like that. Yeah, 82% uh, humidity with like a temp of like 72, 73. <laughs> and uh, I asked the guy, the you know, Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, uh, you know, this is, I, I, I've seen this a lot um, as far as, you know, when I have my cousins kind of go to pick me up some Cuban cigars down there. And there's just uh, a lot of cases where they see mold. And I, I asked the guy, and I, I clearly see these, you know, these cigars that have all these mold spots and definitely not plume. Um, right. You know, yeah. why Why does he have it this high? It's like, oh, well, you know, between all the traffic, we lose a lot of humidity. But, I mean, clearly that day there, there really wasn't any. And, I mean, the, the cigars speak for themselves, right? Mm-hmm. Right. No, that's, it's very interesting. It's it's so important. And, you know, it's like you said, we talked about this, Drew, do you remember that conversation we had about when you get cigars in them being ready to go off the truck once you bring them into your shop and stuff like that? Oh yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, Abe just brought up a good point. Do you know how many times a humidor is open today? Uh, You know what I mean? And just like, for sure, man. Oh yeah. It's tons. And so, you know, it's hard to just say, okay, I'm going to go grab a stick and, you know, this thing just literally got off a truck and now it's ready to go. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, that's crazy. And it's funny too, because, um, we have some plume on some of the cigars that we have 
in, in our vintage humidor and even in our in our regular humidor. And it's funny when the guys who know cigars come in, that's what they shoot for. They want those. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but Abe, so you knew right away it was mold? Yeah, definitely, man. It was those uh, big fuzzy spots. Mm-hmm. It wasn't, it, I mean, I've seen before. Uh, plume before it's kind of like a yeah. nice thin layer of like mm-hmm. it kind of looks like dust but it's kind of like right. sugary crystals yeah yes yeah and this was uh this was different colors man and uh, i don't think that's good <laughs> mm-hmm. nice yeah and that, uh, i i even inquired as to you know who runs the shop and who's the owner and uh i don't know if the guy was educated or not but you know he stated that it's just one guy that runs that the chains in all of Mexico and it's just one guy. Hmm. Um, and I would assume, you know, the standards would be pretty similar from Casa de Habanos to Casa de Habanos. Right. So um, I don't think, think this was a one. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I definitely don't think this is a one-off shop that does it. Right. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I know like, you know, you said that we have three hydrometers in our little humidor that, you know, when you came to Piros that day, that humidor, yeah. that main humidor, has three hydrometers in it. That's it? Nice. And, I mean, what do you guys keep it at there? Um, anywhere from, it depends which one you read, but if you were to average them, they're probably around 67, 69. That's pretty to good. To yeah. 70, 72, probably. Yeah, and then do you guys depending. Kind of- do you guys compensate on the humidity with, you know, assuming that there is that foot traffic of the opening and closing of the door? I mean, how do you, how do they do it? It's pretty, it's pretty well contained if the doors are closed, you know, like how our doors open, you know, and then like you have the outside influence, whatever the temperature is outside. So it's pretty well controlled otherwise, um, because the door never, door never stays open, if that makes sense. Cause you know, like how we have to let you into the humidor. Then we right. close it right away. You know yeah, what I mean? Because I'm Mexican. So, right, yeah, yeah. The darker you are, the more likely we are to. Uh, <laughs> so, no. You always um, go in there with Abe and watch him? Well, yeah, well, you know, it's interesting. Abe, you just brought up an interesting <laughs> point because people ask all the time why we accompany our customers into the humidor. And I always bring up to them how many times have you been to a cigar? And this is a great segue into our cigar etiquette. Cigar shop etiquette, but you know, a lot of it is more customer service than anything. Being there if a guy has a question, yeah, um, being a salesman versus just an order taker. Um, if you want to really sell cigars and, and be good at it, um, you got to be a uh, you, you have to learn how to show people, you know, different cigars and things like that. If you're just gonna be an order taker on stuff, you're not gonna sell as many cigars. And, you know uh, what I mean? Yeah. And I guess one of the, I, I think we, we brought this up during one of our conversations, but um, I guess I, I stopped by kind of inadvertently to, to see Mo. Um, and, uh, you know, he was just super excited to see me. And yeah. uh, he, he just couldn't get the smile out of his face. And I'm just like, all, all right, uh, you know, whatever floats your boat. Um, but then he kind of like said something that kind of stuck with me. And it's that, you know, <laughs> It's not quite often that in a cigar shop you actually get to speak to other kind of cigar connoisseurs. And, uh, you know, I, I don't see that a lot in my shop either. And, I, you know, I kind of asked you, you know, is it kind of tough to recommend cigars that, you know, you know, people might not really kind of know the story behind or just even care what the wrapper is or, 
I mean, maybe they only care about the origin or the name on the band. So, um, I, you know, I could kind of see where, you know, being a cigar shop all day with people that just kind of want, you know, your recommendation and just kind of go with that. So that, that was kind of an interesting thing. It's it's crazy because I can't tell you how many guys is even I've been I've been here almost four months and to see guys' tastes evolve based on the recommendations of the guy myself and the guys that, that I work with. Um, guys are trying things that they never would have tried had we not been recommending things, had we not been in the humidor showing them stuff. You know, we we make it a point to understand the stories behind the cigars we sell, especially the more uh, boutique ones. You know what I mean? Um, which, admittedly, we don't have a ton of boutique stuff, but, you know, the stuff we do have, we make sure to understand the stories and be able to talk about them. Um, even the Davidoff stuff, um, they all have a story, you know, the Lost City. Um, and I don't know if you guys have had a chance to smoke that Atabay and Byron yet, but... Uh, you guys need to smoke those. Smoke them. Um, but so here, here's my other thing. I, what's that? Say that again, Abe. I said, no, I'm not balling like that yet, man. I drew my yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Abe. But, you know, here's another thing about cigar shop etiquette. And, and I was kind of, you know, I wanted to bring this up with Jeff the other day when, when he was on when we had Skip Martin on. But this is, so I want to talk about pet peeves at the cigar shop that people do. Okay. And so the one I would say from a worker perspective is when a guy comes in on his cell phone. Nothing gets me more annoyed than that because that in and of, okay, like if you expect me to help you while you're still on the phone and you just start pointing to stuff like I'm a dog, like that's a slight, that's disrespectful <laughs> to me. Hey, if, get that You know for what me. I mean? Like. What's that? <laughs> Nothing, just laughing at you. I'm going to start doing no, that to I mean, Jeff you know when I'm, I'm in there. Like, dude, get off your phone for a minute. Tell me what you want. Tell me how I could help you. Or tell me to wait. But don't expect me like I'm going to sit here and follow you around like a dog. And just start pointing at stuff for me to get for you. Yeah. Because you don't have a free hand because you're holding your, your phone. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, Do you, do you guys have those little trays? Is your humidor? Do you, uh, like, we do. Um, but we only, I mean, it's only really for guys that are buying a bunch of stuff, you know, we'll go get it. Yeah. Most of our shop is single stick buyers at a time, you know, maybe two or three. Mm -hmm. So when do but, people normally buy boxes or, you know, at our, so at our particular shop, really only at events. Um, we don't, we're not a big, we don't sell a lot of boxes at that store. Why do you think that is? Um, I think a lot of it is what we just kind of talked about, man. You know, guy, I, well, okay. And we've talked, I'm going to start with this is we've talked about this a lot before too. Our viewpoint of the cigar community is extremely skewed. Mm -hmm. Guys like us represent a tiny, tiny, tiny fraction of cigar smokers, guys that have, you know, humidors at home that have, you know, I mean, geez, Drew has uh, a fucking humidor, like a store quality humidor set up in his house. You know what I mean? Yeah, that is rare. not typical. Definitely. And I think we forget that a lot of times. If that makes sense. Oh, yeah. Definitely, so, man. you know, 
for most guys, I'm going to go to the cigar shop, I'm going to buy a cigar, I'm going to hang out, or I'm going to take it home, or whatever the case may be, and I'm going to smoke that cigar. Yep. So I think that's part of it. The other yeah. part of it is, um, again, we've talked time and time again, cigar smokers versus guys who smoke cigars. I think at this point, although we're changing a little bit, we're starting to, and I think, you know, and it's nice to see, but the majority of our customers are still at the guys who smoke cigars stage, if that makes sense. Um, hey, I like to go to the cigar shop, hang out, have a cigar, bullshit with the guys, or watch the game, or whatever, versus, you know, I really love this cigar, I want to have it, I enjoy the taste, the complexity, you know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. <clears throat> so I think that's part of it as well. And I guess, I don't know, sorry to sidetrack you guys, but... Yeah. Um, you know, at, at what point, you know, as a connoisseur or, you know, even for you, like, at what point do you guys really, you know, decide to buy a box, you know, considering, especially this year with the flood of all the new stuff, mm-hmm. you know, at, at what point do you make, you know, that decision? Because, I mean, you know, for a lot of people, a, a box is definitely a stretch. Like you said, a lot of people just go for the singles. Uh, you get a lot of variety. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and especially, you know, different sizes smoke completely different. So, I mean, how do, you know, how do you know when to pull the trigger and on what? Well, um, I mean, Drew, go ahead and I'll chime in after. Well, my, my view on that's going to be different than yours, so that'll be good. Um, I think for me to buy a box, it's, it, it's not necessarily something that's phenomenal, I would say. But something that I can see, like, oh, this one's going to be really good, consistent all the time. It's going to age cool. well. And I'm going to be happy to pull this, this one out anytime and smoke it. Um, yeah, that's a great point. The, the, the last box I actually bought was the Firecrackers. So, you know, Cro-Magnum. Um, and I knew it was going to be good, um, no matter what. It was always going to be consistent and good and can fire those up anytime yeah so yeah and you know i, I kind of at the time i i only bought one box man but i'm, I'm definitely kicking myself in the butt for not buying more <laughs> i sold a bunch to people um i know yeah so <laughs> like <this> fucking guy. <laughs> i like them but it's like pff, a lot of other people enjoy them too man but uh i don't know that's kind of my stipulations i think for and i think um obviously if i had uh, higher income to, or worked at a shop could get a mega discount <clears throat> like other people. <laughs> um, oh, my, uh, my view on that would change, but I think as it kind of is now, it's, it's gotta be something good and reliable that, um, I know isn't gonna, I don't know. We, uh, the, the cigar you were just talking about earlier today, B, I don't want to sit on something in in a, a six months a year. Go, oh god! I hope this gets better again. <laughs> uh, so yeah, yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna make know. a bold. Go I'm for gonna it. make a bold Go statement. Um, and I guess first of all, this starts with: Have you guys seen the rating that Half Wheel gave to My Father 2016 Limited? I didn't see it. Uh, I, I, I think I did, but I don't think it was uh, favorable. Right. They gave him a 79. Okay. That's a $25 cigar. Um, but it's, it's interesting because 
I have found that, and how do I say this? I have found in my experience that my father limited stuff is best smoked a year and a half to within a, a year and a half of purchase. So that whole year and a half. What about the 15? So I bought a box of those and I'm trying to get through them now because I don't, Are they tur- I think they're at their peak now. Oh dude. It's a good thing you're telling me that I've got a couple I need to smoke. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like they're at their peak now, but like, but like Abe said, you know, he's smoking that 10 year and it's better today than it was. When did we smoke it last Abe? I think it was like what, January or December. Oh, that was mm-hmm. the blind, the blind test you did was that one, right? Yeah, that was, I think it was like actually April or March. Oh, was it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was, I don't know. I just know it was kind of like closer to the beginning of the year and you know, it was a blind taste test and, I know it was like one of your Holy Grail cigars, and I just kind of wanted to see, you know, if that was something that what year is you that? Know, that you could really pick out. What year is that from? And uh, yeah, yeah, but I mean, but, even with the time and the age, it was definitely a lot different than you remember it. Oh, I mean, that was okay. So I, this is actually perfect because you you've now smoked it six months after, about five months after, no, six months after. I smoked it that night. When I smoked it, when you brought it that night, it was seven months after the last time I smoked it. So a little over a year time. Yeah, so a little over a year time. You're saying, and, and I know other people that have smoked it in that time frame. And they said the same thing that I said when I smoked it back then. So it's and getting, so now you're saying there's kind of a revival. It's getting better. Yeah, yeah, I mean, last time I had it, I don't know if I can speak for you or not, but it was kind of like a bland, dull, kind of the mm-hmm. same taste throughout. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and and then, uh, I mean, today, like I said, it was my dad's birthday, so he lit one up and I lit one up. Um, and I got a I got a pepper blast, which you know, last time I did not get a pepper blast. I mean, it was yeah. like I said, it was it was mild from the get go, so I was surprised there. Um, I actually, I don't know, just for shits and giggles, I, I tried my dad's, um, and his had like a nutty taste. It, like it wasn't a pepper blast, but it was nutty. It was like really sweet and pleasant. And I was just kind of, I was a little dumbfounded just because, you know, same cigar, you know, probably would have been probably two different batches or what have you, but completely different tastes, but definitely mm. both, both a lot better than they were, you know, what, whatever that other time we had them were. And yeah. I was just. I was surprised, and you know, to be honest, I was kind of happy because, uh, you know, after the last time I had it, I was like, "Oh man, time to sell them." But you know, I'm kind of glad I, I stuck it out, and I'm really <laughs> curious to see, you know, where where they end up going. Yeah, no, me too. Because now you've got me intrigued, and I know I told you I might smoke it next week, but that's my last one, so I think I'm gonna wait a little bit. <laughs> so doesn't, uh, doesn't your brother have a box of those? Yeah, he does. Is he still not cracked them open? No, they're still fucking sealed. Oh, jeez, come on. I know, I know. Yeah, I gotta get him to. I gotta find a way to get him to relinquish those. I'm gonna have to come visit just, and get him to crack them open. I was, I was gonna tell him, listen, they're terrible. Yeah, you know, take them off your hands. <laughs> you don't need these anymore. Um, but ah, fuck, I don't he's know. never gonna but smoke anyway, them. What's that? He's never gonna smoke them. No, at this rate, no. Um, <laughs> but you know, it's interesting too because uh, so. 
the Kruger came out. I don't know if you guys knew one yeah. of our shops was one of the unlucky 13, whatever. <laughs> whatever the fuck that means. And um, so I grabbed a box of those and I'd never smoked them. So, how was so it? So I, t- I took a chance. Yeah. So um, I, I ended up having one that wasn't part of my box. My box was still sealed, but I grabbed another one to smoke it. I'm like, oh, shit, I hope I was right on this. And so, <laughs> um, you know, you, you light it up. Because, you know, we're talking about box purchases and, like, what necessitates. So, but what really got me to want to try that one was the blend, the wrapper, you know? And I know that that's a wrapper I typically enjoy. What I is, know that's a wrapper that Tatawahe and Tell my us. father, whatever, do very well. Or that taste profile, I should say. What is it? Tell us. And the, I figured it would be a good blend, cigar. Man. San Andreas, right, uh, Abe? That's San Andreas, yep. right? Yep. Right. And so um, I was like, man, this is their wheelhouse. It's mm-hmm. going to be hard for them to fuck it up. And so um, I lit it. First, like, probably inch, I was like, oh, fuck. I'm like, I think I made a mistake. <laughs> and then it was one of those cigars that just continually got better as I smoked it. And by the end of it, I was like, damn, this is a really good cigar. So I was glad that I bought a box. Good deal. Um, the other one, my other recent box purchase was uh, the Illusioni that was made for, for our stores. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just a fantastic cigar. I mean, I literally took two puffs of that and I bought a box. That's how good that cigar is. And if you're an Illusioni fan, that cigar is amazing. You're going to love it. So, Did you get a chance to list. try it? Did you get a chance to try the, the Kadash or the, the Mizrah? Which ones are those? Uh, those are the, I guess, the 2015 Singularity. No. And then I oh, the... I, I, I just saw that. That just got rated at 93 on Half Wheel. I just saw that, by the way. I think it was the Kadash that they just did. But no, I haven't uh, tried them yet. No, they did the Mizrah. And yeah, it was, it was definitely good. Like I said, if you liked, if you liked the... Uh, which one was it? The 2013 that I recommended. Mm-hmm. That was phenomenal. If you like that, yeah. If you like that one, you'll definitely like these two. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm kind of glad they came out with kind of like the short robusto and the singularity series. I mean, mm-hmm. it, you know, when you don't have a time for those big church hills, it, it's kind of nice to just, you know, yeah. enjoy something that's you know, pretty damn good at, you know, half hour mm-hmm. or 45 minutes. The, the guy just makes amazing cigars. I mean, he really does. The complexity, the the taste. Um, they're just awesome. I mean, really, they are. Yeah. He makes, and it's, he makes good stuff. I mean, yeah, and it's, I mean, this is kind of, once again, sorry for derailing you guys, but something that, you know, it's kind of. It's expected I've when we have you a lot on. Is, <laughs> uh, something that I've kind of noticed with, like, certain, I guess, blenders is that the ones that really know how to blend really kind of make the tobaccos that they work with really shine. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, this guy knocks it out of the park consistently. But, you know, Castle Fernandez has been making cigars for a while. And, I mean, I can't right. remember the last time I smoked something from them with their name on it that kind of has the same shine. I know Warps does it every once in a while, but it's definitely not the same consistency. Um, and even right now, I'm actually smoking that, that Hoya that A.J. Fernandez did for General. Yeah, what do you think? And it's actually a pretty damn good cigar. I thought it I was going to have to... I yeah, thought I was gonna is. have to like chuck it halfway through, but man, uh, even what's it? Nick Melillo did the Tabernacle with AJ's Tobacco, and 
I mean, I think those guys definitely have the tobacco, and it's, it, it's really about the bun, man. It, it's, I, I think if they really, I, I know they have a market that they go for, um, but I, I think if they put their mind to it, man, they, those guys can make phenomenal, phenomenal sticks. There are very few people that are going to argue. If you were to say A.J. Fernandez probably has the best tobacco in Nicaragua, there are very few people that are going to argue with you. Or they might say he's he's one he's one B, right? Mm-hmm. He may not be one A, but he's one B, and there's, you know then there's kind of like everybody else. But the blends that, in my opinion, if he had more imaginative blends, his cigars would be. And, and listen, they're great for the price point. Oh, but yeah. what that guy could do with the stuff he has, it would be remarkable. You know. Yeah, and I, I mean, um, I think I think he tried to go into the premium when he made the Mayimbe, mm-hmm. and that kind of kind of failed. Um, but I mean, that was on the really high end. But I mean, if you take the cigar for what it's worth, man, that was definitely one of the better cigars in his portfolio. And the no, Mayimbe is a great cigar. But but I'll oh, tell yeah. you what, the Mayimbe is now a medium, strength wise. When it came out, that cigar was like literally like I better fucking eat before I smoke this. <laughs> and it and it's. Yeah, it was, uh, it's a medium now. It's the way yeah, it's well, aged. I mean, there was a bunch of Pennsylvania Lajero, and I mean that stuff mm-hmm. definitely overpowers a blend a crap ton. Um, but I think, man, if that you know once that ages well, which I think it, it might be there, I think it'll get a lot of the flavors. Um, but yeah, man, it was definitely a powerhouse cigar. Mm. Hey, there's a new cigar coming out that uses Pennsylvania Lajero in the blend. Hint, hint. Uh-oh. Oh. Um, there's Uh-oh. a little hint for you guys. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yes, the May- I couldn't believe the way the Mayembe has just changed over time. Because that's about, what, a three-year-old cigar now? So About uh, three or four, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we there was 1,500 boxes made. I'm pretty sure we had 1,499 of them. There's so much of that cigar. <laughs> <laughs> but, anyway. Um what else did we want to talk about? B, know. what have you bought lately, box-wise? Yeah. Box-wise. Um, well, I, I did buy the Mizra and the Kadosh. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I was kind of waiting on that one for a while, and he kind of took forever to release it. Um, I bought the Opus Oro Oscuro. Mm-hmm. Nice. Um, which I got to smoke last year, and I thought, I mean, I'm not a huge Opus guy. But I, I smoked one last year, and, you know, I thought it was box-worthy. I thought it was definitely the best Opus I've ever smoked. Um, and that was, you know, right off, you know, you know, I didn't age it or sit on it. Mm-hmm. Um, just those, those flavors I got. And, I, you know, I'm a big cat guy, and that was my cigar of the year last year. Um, so when I saw it come back, it was, you know, it, it was a, a must-buy. Mm-hmm. Um, let me see what else I've bought. Bought that protocol Lancero, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, without trying it, and uh, I mean, initial thought, I, I don't see what you know. There's people that are just raving about it. Mm-hmm. I I think it's good. I think it's better than the Toro blend. I, I'm not sure it's you know as as talked up as people made it out to be. It's a good mm-hmm. cigar. But... Uh, yeah. Um, you know, just some tat stuff here and there. I I, I want to get my hands on the Kruger. Um, I know when I smoked it in the summer, I, I thought it was kind of like the Mexican, um, you know, Frank. 
I, I don't know mm-hmm. if you got the same flavors uh, as I did, but no, you you know what? That's a hell of a comparison. I I I knew it reminded me of something, but I think you're spot on, man. That's yeah, that's man. a hell of a comparison. Yeah. Mexican Frank. You know, if you're if you're Pete, if you're Pete Johnson, man, you take a a blend that you know you knocked it out of the park and just changed the wrapper a little slightly. I mean, I I wouldn't doubt if you know that's what he was going for. Yeah, no, that that makes sense the way it smokes. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, you guys know I like Tatawahe. No. I, I enjoy no. Tatawahe cigars, okay? <laughs> I'm not a saint and sinner, and I'm not one of these guys that fucking, you know, came in my pants when the dress boxes <laughs> came out and stuff like that. Um, but I do enjoy his cigars. But I will say that none of them keep me on the edge of my seat. I like them because I know what I'm getting. Yeah. Like when I saw that the Kruger was a San Andreas, okay, Nicaraguan, okay, I knew how it was going to taste. And that's why I bought it, because I like that profile, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. It's the complete opposite reason why I like Illusioni. Because like when I smoke Illusioni, I can't wait to see what kind of crazy shit he did with a blend, if that makes sense. Yeah. No, it, it definitely does. Um, I mean, I think we all have manufacturers, right, that we kind of make our go-tos and have our, like, grail cigars come from. And, mm-hmm. I mean, I think I think Tat stuff is all generally in the same, you know, I think all, I, I think for the most part all his blends are, are based off of, like, regular production cigars or what have you, so that you kind of know what to expect. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, I mean, you're, you're right. Maybe a lot of them don't really knock your socks off, like, you know, like this Opus or a certain singulare. Mm -hmm. Um, But I mean, I I think he does what he does and he does it very well. Yes, exactly. That's the best way to put it. And, uh, you know, uh, yeah, I think I could definitely agree with you. They're always good and consistent too. I mean, you don't have to worry about any of his stuff. You can go to it and you know what you're getting every time. Pretty much, yeah. And, yeah. The, and yeah. the majority of them, you know, you could really sit on them and you know they'll be good. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think right. that's why kind of people hoard and, you know, stockpile when, you know, certain releases come out. I mean, it's it's really rare where it's like, you know, you're, you're sitting five years down the line saying, shit, this is crap. Let's be real. Right. And, and, you know, that's kind of what Drew said, too. You want to buy, if you're going to buy boxes of stuff, you know, buy shit that you know you're going to want to smoke consistently over a prolonged period of time. Mm-hmm. Let's be real, though. Those dress boxes are just for real nerds. <laughs> <laughs> like B. I'll tell, you, I'll tell you what. When he announced that on Facebook about the Unlucky 13, um, the, the phones did not stop ringing at, our one, at the one shop of ours that was named in it. Did you guys get dress Literally. boxes or no? Not, not the shop I'm at, but yeah. our other shop did. Not Casa, but the you. other one called AT. I got you. B, when are you getting yours, man? What's up? When are you when are you buying your box? Man, I, I don't know. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna wait it out. I think all the retailers don't have their their allocations yet, and you know it, it's one of those things. If I get it, I get it. I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to mug somebody for a dress box. Really? Right. I figured you would be. Abe's <laughs> more about the cigars than he is about. You, right? Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's, it's one yeah. of those things where, you know, as a Tat fan, it'd be nice to have, but 
you know, there's just so many cigars, man, that there's not enough time to, are the, to be collecting. Are the dress boxes right. more agree. money? Do they? Um, do... Yes, only because there's three additional sticks. I got um, you. And a lot of retailers are kind of forcing you to, you know, buy other things before they, they sell you it. So, mm -hmm. Is it just three of just, the just same or of the quantity. something else? What's up? What, what's the three? Oh, no, it's just, it's 13 sticks okay. instead of the I got yeah, I got non -sticks. Yep. Okay. I'm not a, Good cigar, I'm though. not a tat whore. I have no clue about them. Yeah, I know. Drew, it's not, listen, it's not a Cohiba Red Dot. It's not, you <laughs> know, Romeo and Julieta. I, know I haven't that. had one of those. those. Are more up your alley. I haven't had one of those in like 10 years. <laughs> 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 I kind of want one now. No, yeah, I don't. Bet. Yeah. <laughs> try, the, try the new Mikasa from Cohiba. You'll love it. No, I'm good. Um, but yeah, man, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah, so what are you guys smoking? I know I, I mentioned my stick, but, I mean, what are you guys on? Uh, I'm What's inside that? podcasting. HR. So you're, you're doing HR? Mm -hmm. On the Corona size? No, uh, in the Toro. Um, we actually have an HR event coming up. Uh, next Thursday. So Hiroshi will be here himself. I need to get some of those from you. Yeah. I, I need to send you the Corona size once we get them back in. Um, I had a... Uh, and I got to send you some Mombacho stuff, too. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah, and the, uh, I think what... Uh, uh, I guess going back to half wheel, but that was that 10th anniversary smoke that rated was rated very well. Um, yeah. So, I, yeah. Uh, I think there's this, uh, you know, startup boutique that that they're going to be out of that factory. Some kind of, uh, kind of <laughs> excited, kind of excited to see what happens there. Yeah, Mo it's called Motique, not Boutique. <laughs> oh, is that that's what it's called? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, it's that that cigar is phenomenal. It's it's pricey though. You're talking twenty three bucks, but it's it's a great cigar. It was probably the second best cigar I had at at the show, uh, besides the Byron. Oh, wow. Well, yeah, and then, you know, I mean, the Byron's 30-something bucks, though, so. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's been, what, a month or two from the show? Uh, what else have yes. you liked? Uh, honestly, man, um, not much. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get a chance to really. Uh, Viva Republic has some really cool stuff coming out. Yeah. Um, but uh, I didn't get a chance to smoke that Tabernacle, and I really I wanted to try that, but I didn't get a chance to. Um, what about the Mikarida from Steve Saka? Oh, I, I just picked up my first ones. I need to smoke it still. I haven't smoked it yet. Yeah, we just got uh, we just got them in. They're they're both very Liga-esque, but with a so definitely <laughs> they don't hurt the back of your throat like the Ligas do. Uh, maybe that's just because <laughs> it's a new blend and you know your mouth's not used to it, but. I definitely, you know, if you, if you if you like the broadleaf, man, I, I definitely recommend smoking those. And yeah, you know, if, if you can within the next week, just to kind of like in the same week, just so that you can yeah. kind of compare those differences while they're fresh yeah. in your mind. Well, to give a give a little shout out to Steve Saka, he sent all of the employees at all of the Casa stores uh, cigars, uh, the Sober Mesa, as like a uh, as like a thank you, which was really cool. That's awesome. Um, nice. Yeah, yeah it's nice. really nice. Yeah, very cool. So, uh, and the Sober Mason, it's funny because when it first came out, I really wasn't a big fan, and it's been out a little while now, and it's it's an absolutely fantastic cigar. 
you know, you know, I liked it when it first came out. It, I think it dries out my palate and uh, I, I still have the original re- release Coronas and I've been revisiting them every yep. so often. And, uh, I don't know, man, I just think it's one of those blends that's not going to age well. It's just that the flavors are, there's a lot going on and I think they're just muddling. Um, I don't know. I kind of want to try those, those new Encedros, which she said is supposed to be the same blend, but with a kick. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, yeah. I mean, there's, it's an exciting time considering, you know, what's going on with the FDA just because of how the market's been flooded. I mean, the League of Pigs came back out. Um, just a bunch of crazy stuff that's going to come out and has come out. Mm-hmm. Um, that Lenox and that Corona size, man, I, it, it's, it's a great cigar. That's rowdy. Yeah, you, you like it better than the uh, full size? Yeah, I think, I think it, everything pops a lot more. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, the spice is spicier. The sweetness is sweeter. Um, I don't know. It's just, you know, it's, I, I like the smaller ring gauges. So, I don't know. If it's a Toro, I, I tend to stick, stay away. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, there's not too many Toros I can say I enjoy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that thing is, uh, I had it, and it's pretty rowdy. <laughs> it was good. I I like the Toro better, but yeah, I like the Toro better. Too. It was it was pretty rowdy. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, even like going back to the aging thing, I think you know if if I stocked up on Coronas, I think I'd I'd be pretty happy with those uh, aging out. Oh yeah. Better than maybe a Toro. Yeah, they'd be yeah. pretty pretty smooth here in another like, six months a year. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I, I wish I still had my original release ones. Those are the best. That cigar. There was something I was going to ask, and now I forgot. Oh, well. I haven't, I haven't smoked enough to really say, you know, the taste bearing from batch to batch, but, mm-hmm. you know, they're handmade products, so that's kind of an awesome thing that, you know, if you can pick apart those differences. I thought they were different. Maybe they're not. They are to me, I, but I, I don't know. Because um, I, <clears throat> LFD. So you, you you had the chisel too the other day. It's been a couple of weeks now. Oh right? yeah. Oh man, that knocked me out again. <laughs> oh, that cigars. You want to talk about rowdy? I'm gonna have to pick it up just to try. See, but it I now. think, I, but I think Mo uh, smokes the chisels a little bit differently than everybody else. <laughs> uh, what do you mean? Yeah. <laughs> Explain. Don't you have a Don't you have a new method of uh, cutting the tip? Oh yeah, we I I I uh, punch two holes, one in the bottom and one in the top. Okay, yeah. It's, just, it's a nice flow, it's a nice flow to it. Yeah. Um. So yeah, and, and actually been doing it for our customers. They really liked it too. So. Can you? Yeah, smoke, smoke can you tell a difference than uh, just a uh, guillotine? Uh, Is there a definite difference? Yeah, that's a good I mean, question. I've heard, of, I've heard of people doing that, but chisel cutting forever. I'll have to, I'll have to pick one up and get yeah. a, give it a yeah, shot. Yeah, it's pretty cool though. But uh, I still, uh, the chapter two is good. I still like the chapter one taste wise a little bit better, but the other one probably has more flavor if that makes sense. Gotcha. Chapter yeah. two. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And uh, hey, Drew, I have a question for you. What do you got, man? Those uh those twentieth anniversary opuses are coming out. What are what do you what are your thoughts? Do you plan on picking those up? Uh I haven't paid attention to anything, so I didn't know. <laughs> but yes, if I can find them for sure. 
Yeah, so uh, apparently they're going to be, instead of the red, they're going to be blue. Okay. Um, I think it's a 20 count. Um, I mean, price is not too bad considering it's Opus. But, I mean, just the bands in the box and... I, you know, I, I hate to just judge a book by its cover, man, but this cover looks fucking badass. <laughs> yeah. I'll, uh, if I can get a hold of them, for sure. Should be able to around here and give them a shot. I'm I'm behind yeah. on everything. I've been doing nothing but school. And uh, I remember why I was so happy to get out of school the first time. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no sure. it's freaking brutal. Um, so I've been doing nothing but school and, uh, I smoke cigars at work, but I haven't even been, I was telling Mo today, I haven't been to the cigar shop in what, what was that? August? Month and a half. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, uh, just smoking stuff that I've got, but it's, I haven't, I haven't kept up with anything to be honest. You got to keep up with them, man. Gotta keep up with you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, I'm sure your wallet's uh, pretty happy about that. Um, right. Well, it's just not as empty as it would be. <laughs> it's, it's <laughs> still empty. Uh, yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah quarter, quarter tank instead of um, uh, what else? What else? What else we got? Abe? Mo? I know we've got more. Etiquette, we talked about that, but... A little bit. You guys didn't really talk about so, what fires you up. So, okay, so... I'm a, <laughs> I don't work at a shop, so it doesn't fire me up, but... Um, I try not to do that kind of stuff anywhere, not just in a shop, but, like, if you're on the mm-hmm. phone, freaking sit outside and finish your conversation. <laughs> Right. On top of that, if right. you're going into a place like a cigar shop, nobody wants to hear what you're talking about on the phone. That that's definitely true. Especially the guy that's trying to help you in the humidor. So just right. <laughs> just hang out outside. Um, right. Finish your conversation, then go in. I think I think they're trying to look cool, like, hey, I'm important and I'm on the phone, <laughs> and I'm better than everybody else. <laughs> Um, yeah, but I try to, uh, I don't know, keep that to a minimum. Don't, don't be on the phone or I will, if I'm on a conversation, I don't know why I wouldn't get off the phone, but if I'm on a phone, I will pay more attention to the person that I'm interacting with. Like if I was in a cigar shop, I would acknowledge them. I would talk to them and kind of tell the person that I'm on the phone with to hang on or, you know, at least acknowledge (laughs) The freaking uh, rep that or the the uh, sales guy that you're talking to, instead mm-hmm. of just like pointing around at shit. Yeah, <sighs> B. Um, you're probably as, that as asshole me, that's on the phone. What was that? <laughs> you're probably the asshole that's on the phone. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know what? I, I came into Mo's shop with with a phone. Um, <laughs> But but I de- I definitely didn't shop around and you know look for stuff while I was on it. it. You know every time I go into a shop, it's you know regardless of where I'm at or you know what shop it is, it's it's always an experience, right? From right, you know, yeah, the moment you walk in to to your decision. I think like the relaxation time doesn't necessarily start when you're lighting up the cigar. It's kind of the whole experience with it. The process. Um, 
you know, and, and sometimes, you know, I, I, I know the guy probably won't be able to help me out, but I, it's, I'm just kind of curious to see what he's recommending. Yes. And, uh, you know, they're always trying to scope you out, you know, and trying to see what your flavor profile is. And, you know, it, it's always kind of an interesting thing to see what they recommend. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and sometimes it, it is something that is a, you know, interesting surprise. And sometimes you, you kind of just roll with it and say, you know what, maybe next time I won't take his, uh, his <laughs> opinion. It's interesting either way they recommend. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I, I guess something that, kind of happened me a couple of weeks back was uh, I was at a lounge and, you know, somebody pointed me out as being the local kind of cigar snob and, uh, local. Got that right. you know, <laughs> yeah, one of, one of the reps was just trying to, you know, say, you know, what do you smoke? Oh, you smoke Tatuaje. You know, you'll, you'll love this, you know, this cigar, you know, and if you don't like it, you know, I'll, I'll give you your money back. And I was like, you know what, you know, this is his livelihood. You know, I've done sales before, you know, he was, he was making a compelling argument. Um, and in my head, I had a preconceived notion of, you know, what to expect. And, you know, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I wasn't really that enthralled and I, I don't see where he got that connection. Um, <laughs> but, you, you know, I, I did admire the fact that, you know, he was trying to upsell and, you know, really get you into a new profile. Um, you know, I, I, at this point, I, you know, I haven't been smoking as long as you guys have probably have, but I think I know my, my palate pretty darn well. And, you know, maybe I'm, I feel kind of like that old guy that I, I know what I like and, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not, I'm not venturing out as much as I used to. And, um, I, I'd rather stick with something that I know is going to fit my palate as opposed to maybe trying something off of, a off of, you know, just a random suggestion. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know if you see that a lot yourself, Mo. Uh, you know, are there people that ask you for your opinion just going to say, oh, fuck it. I'm going to go with, with old faithful. You know, I'll tell you. There's nothing um, is a retailer cooler than when you start seeing people take your recommendations or telling you to go pick a cigar for them. Yeah. Because you've built that trust with them. You know what I mean? You've learned their palate so much. You're welcome, Jeff. You know, that's, that's huge. Um, yeah. And that, you know, people talk about what keeps people coming back to your shop. Dude, that's one of them. You know, learning your customer base. Understanding what they like. Um, so, yeah, I mean, yeah, you're not always going to be right, but if you could explain to a guy why I thought you might like this, even if he didn't, he could understand your logic and not, you're just not trying to sell him something. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's a difference. (coughs) And, and, uh, I mean, even myself lately, like I, you know, I, I did say I don't try new things, but it's, I'm on a varied wheel, I guess. Um, I, I do pick up some of the infused cigars. Uh, they, they just came out to a with those deadwood tobacco. And I thought for, you know, for infused and a change of pace, I think definitely really good. Um, I did try those Toscanis, which is that fire cured kind of, you know, those cheroot cigars that don't need to be humidified. And, you know, for the winter time, just cutting those up in half, which, you know, it is recommended. And I think that's what Clint Eastwood did. I mean, to be honest, it's, that's kind of a cool way to do it. And, um, it, it's an interesting experience. Um, so be in the winter. Well, do you, do you smoke pipe ever? <laughs> I, do, I, <laughs> not, I do not. Not pole. Um, no, we already know you do that. So you, you don't do a pipe at all. No, I've, okay. I've been intrigued, but I just, I mean, 
I don't know. I really haven't had an, any incentive to. I got you. Not, um, so some guys will finish um, smoking their nub of their cigar in a pipe. You. Uh, oh, that's interesting. No, really? You didn't? You haven't seen that? No, I, I, I haven't seen that they do the nub. I've seen that, you know, sometimes they take like the, the ends and just kind of like shred them. Yeah. And finish doing that, but I didn't know you could do a nub. That sounds kind of cool. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well. Usually in the past, I would uh, I'll, I would kind of switch to pipe in the in the winter. Um, I don't know why. Mo Mo switches to pole <laughs> in the summer, um, but uh, I don't know. I'm curious to see uh, if other people do something like that. I know our buddy uh, Ken. Who knows if he'll listen? But he does. Uh, he does a lot of pipe. Uh, mm-hmm. More so in the winter, Kenny boy. Canny boy. <laughs> Canny boy. Yeah. Um, I haven't gone that route yet. I know I kind of learned after last year's uh, winter that I just didn't want to be outside. And mm. I, I've definitely amped up in buying a lot of the short Robusos and the Coronas. Um, a pipe might be a good idea to just kind of get something done a little bit quicker. See, and I would smoke I would smoke a pipe inside. Um, just crack a window. Try to blow the smoke out, <clears throat> out, out the window or whatnot. But... Um, cause it's not as overwhelming as, uh, like a cigar in the house would be or something. Mm-hmm. You're not going to have, have those yeah. issues. Um, so that's why I would do that. But when you didn't want to go outside in the freezing cold, N- me anytime now though, in the winter, if I want to enjoy a cigar and I've got the time, I'm going somewhere to relax and enjoy it. I don't want to rush through it. I don't want to freeze my ass off to get it. Uh, I'm going somewhere to enjoy it. Yeah. No, I feel you. It just, you know, for me, my shop closes early during the week and, uh, mm. you know, Sundays it closes five. So, I oh, mean, wow. uh, I'm kind of, you know, going off of, you know, what's available to me. I know, you know, some guys have access to, you know, 24 hour lounges or, you know, you're out in the South and, you know, you, you can smoke your round outside, which is kind of cool. Some people just work at a shop and smoke all day long. Yeah, pricks. <laughs> and uh, I, I think even Mo brought it up that, you know, smoking outside gives you a different taste profile than if you were oh. to smoke the same cigar inside. Yeah, I absolutely prefer to smoke inside. No doubt about it. Inside, really? Oh, not even close. Wow. Why, you why? can really sit down and enjoy this cigar. More than outside? What if it's a nice, calm, like, warm uh, kind of in day? In my opinion, no? it doesn't matter. Wow. I think I'd and, rather be uh, outside. But you know what smokes good really patio. good outside is, is Broadleaf, man. Um, smokes really well out there? Yeah. Come on. <laughs> B. Uh. Oh, his favorite. Too much. You crack yep, me up. His favorite phrase. You crack me up. But no, man, uh, Broadleaf, I think, I mean, in the summertime, I think, I don't know, I just have a harder time enjoying a Broadleaf cigar. Than I do in the winter. I don't know if it's the dark flavors or just how it smokes, but that's um, an interesting point. Never thought about that, but there might be something to that. Yeah, and we need I to mean, track I don't know. that. I, I, track what sorry, you track what you smoke more of this winter, and uh, and see if it uh, does the cold play into to effect. 
change of seasons make yeah, you smoke something different? I'm sure your mental state does because oh, you're like, dude, I got to hurry up and smoke this. Not only that, go back but inside. come on, winter's depressing. <laughs> well, I mean, Broadleaf's a, a pretty tough burner, and I think maybe just, I mean, with like the Chicago dry um, coldness, it it just combusts a lot better. Um, and I don't know, man, I, I've heard that Broadleaf, uh, you know, soaks up moisture a lot more, so maybe that might have something to do with it, but... You know, who knows? Um, but that's just, I don't know, that was just something that I've noticed, and I'm not sure if you guys did as well. Uh, I haven't paid that close attention to it. But and those, those books got you busy. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. What else we got, ladies? Mo? Man, I'm... That's all I got. How's uh, what's the uh, what's the games you're playing lately? FIFA still? Yeah, yeah, that's actually about what I'm that, waiting to do about now. that time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's about that time. Uh, we'll have to do. Uh, How do you like it? Well, we went to 17, and it skips too much. It's too choppy, so we've gone back to playing 16. Oh, really? That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's like that. It's called a frostbite engine or something like that that yeah. Xbox uses. And uh, oh, yeah. man, it's just there's just too much going on. And uh, I don't know for whatever reason, it just doesn't. You guys play it play very well. What what yeah, platform? The AI is a lot more intelligent though. So yeah, but I mean, I don't know. Like we only play against each other, so I don't really play against the computer. What uh, yeah. what, what platform? PS3 or four? Uh, no, this is Xbox One. Xbox One. I gotcha. Yeah. Well, I guess uh, we'll let you get to it. Sounds good, guys. All right, guys. B. Pleasure as always. All right, guys. Thanks for being on, B. Yep. Thank, Thank you. you, sir. All Thanks right. for coming to the shop the other day, man. No worries, man. Maybe we'll see you soon. Day. You got it. Sounds good. All right. See you guys. All right, guys. Have a good night. See you. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Salt and Smoke Cigar Cast. Be sure to check us out on all the social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, email us either about the podcast or about our cigar line at thesaltandsmoke at gmail.com. Also, uh, if you want any Salt and Smoke gear, please get onto our website and to our online store. We have shirts and hats. If you're looking for anything else, please let us know and we'll get it up there for you. Thanks, guys. We'll uh, talk to you again next week.